Welcome to Veterinary Advice, Animal News, and Views. The place for pets and the people who love them. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Here are your hosts, practicing veterinarians, Dr. Roger Welton and Dr. Karen Lewis. Hello, pet lovers, and welcome back to a long-awaited episode of Veterinary Advice, Animal News and views coming to you after a long hiatus with my good friend and colleague, Dr. Karen Lewis. Uh, been a long time since we've connected, Dr. Karen. We've had various clusters of many things topped <laughs> off by a pandemic that's been keeping us apart here, but lovely to finally connect with you again. Good evening. How are you? Well, I was laughing when you were doing the introduction. I was like, did he forget the name of the podcast? It's been so long. <laughs> I almost <laughs> I did. Like- did I pause I was like, there? Uh, yeah, I was, I'll, I'll just point that out and throw you under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, no, I'm sorry, guys. It's been, we both had deaths in the family and family crisis and surgeries and opening clinics and yeah, anyway. So and now we have coronavirus and I don't know about you, but my business has pretty much gone down the toilet, which I'm okay with. There's a sentence I never thought I'd say. Wow. But, um, right. <laughs> it's so weird. But so, you know, I do house calls and I have a clinic. We do both. And as most of you guys, I'm sure your vet has probably gone to what we call curbside service. That's you know, what we're, we're doing. Yep. Yeah. Doing house calls is a whole different thing because a lot of my clients are older or at risk or have kids or something. And so I have a lot of people have been canceling. Um, a lot of people have been canceling because they're we're small and our, we know our clients really well. And they're like, I don't want to risk getting you sick, honey. You're too important. You don't, my dog. And I'm like, okay, no, just, yeah, it, it's sweet though. And so a lot of people cancel for that, but a lot of people I'm canceling. Cause I'm like, if your dog just needs a Bordetella and I'm going to a high rise downtown loft. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that, we'll just do this in June or whatever, you know? So yeah. One, another your- thing that uh, <laughs> a lot of my colleagues are doing telemedicine. Um, oh, I just oh I I was on TV the other day. Oh, did I tell that? No. Yeah, I tell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I totally cut you off. But no, I'm no, telling you. Right. I um I did an announcement on my Facebook page, and little did I know that one of my clients is like the um assignment editor for the local TV station. I had no idea, and so like an hour after I post on Facebook that now we're offering telemedicine, I get this call from this reporter who's like, I wouldn't have on-camera interview with you in two hours and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, screw you, I'm busy. But then he was, like, kind of persistent about it, and I'm like, so fine. So he wanted to interview me in a client's house. Okay, well, that day I'm going to, like, two immunosuppressed clients, one of whom is in a wheelchair. I'm like, no, I am not introducing of another virus-laden person in these people's houses. Mm-hmm. So um, he met at the clinic, and there was a whole, like, interview and video and they they videoed me you know me and my tech getting in the car and driving away and driving to the house and he oh my gosh my poor one of my texts three of my texts were in the video one of them she we're there in the clinic and the guy's interviewing us and he's like hey do you have a pet we can put uh you know on here and my text really sweet she's like hey live five minutes away I'll go grab my cat. And he was like, Ooh, you go grab your cat and then we'll do a telemedicine consult and we'll video it, you know? 
Well, okay, my tech was painting upstairs. No makeup, hair not done, had to take a shower, <laughs> nothing. She goes home, is doing this telemedicine consult with her cat, and lo and behold, when they show it on TV, it's her face they showed on my phone, like larger than life. She's like changing her name and moving to a different country right now. <laughs> like, it's, she, oh my God, love her. She's such a good sport. So yeah, so telemedicine is taken off for us, but I emphasized if you want telemedicine, you talk to your vet. Don't call me asking for telemedicine unless I'm your vet because right. I can only do it if I've seen your pet in the last year. So I beat my one of my texts said I should make it a, the word VCPR a drinking game. <laughs> so, but anyway, so yeah, are you guys doing telemedicine at all? That was a really long story, by the way. Sorry. No, no, it's a great one. <laughs> um, the so we're looking at it. Uh, so I have two clinics, and and the one to the south is a lot slower than my big one, bigger one to the north. And the bigger one to the north is in West Melbourne, which is kind of a bustling, you know, young professional, you know, young family type of environment. Whereas uh, Grant is, there's a lot of these um, fancy RV park retiree areas where people from up north come down and they're snowbirds and that, you know, they're, they're all retiree age. And so they're higher, higher risk. And so I think that's the reason we're a bit slower. So yeah, we're, we're throwing it around for, um, for the Grant clinic for sure. Um, for the, Bigger clinic, though, a, a colleague of mine gave me a fantastic idea. So one of the telemedicine services called AirVet that you can use, he actually does the curbside service, but he's running the – he's got a camera on him as he's examining the pet via telemedicine, and he's telemedicining – is that a verb? Uh, – with the <laughs> client via their smartphone in the car, and they can interact and talk, and he can show his findings and even, hey, look at look at what I'm observing here and – and yeah, look at look at look at the lameness here, and to see the skin lesion, and he could actually show it in real time. So we're looking at something like that for the bigger location. But yeah, I think it's something we all have to. Um, yeah, this isn't going away anytime soon, so we have to improvise, and it's a weird normal for us right now. Um, we kind of joked a little bit before before the show that it's not exactly always terrible, you know, just seeing the patient and not necessarily seeing the person because you know <laughs> the people are wonderful, but they can you know you know your more chatty clients, they can sort of talk you into oblivion and they're, they're not cognizant of, that there's other people waiting in the waiting room. Um, so I actually almost feel more efficient at times. Um, yeah. You know, so, so we're, 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 we're making do and hopefully we'll, we'll all survive. But um, I, I felt it was really important to connect uh, about coronavirus because you, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of the Pomeranian that tested positive. Um, but, but, you know, the, it's elderly owner, uh, in Hong Kong was, was, was sick with the virus and it came up weak positive, never showed any clinical respiratory signs and showed no evidence that it could possibly have been infected. The bottom line is that the virus ended up on the dog, probably through self-grooming, ended up in its mucous membrane swabs and came up positive. And people are turning in their animals in droves and freaking out. And I felt people we really needed to get it's, ahead of this. It's so stupid. I know. And why, I don't know why the media posts things like that. That's so misleading and so stupid. It's terrible. The dog, the way I explained it, the dog didn't have the virus. The dog was wearing the virus. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, so and it was a fashion choice. Sure. So there, and I, yeah. and here's what the, the other crazy thing, though. Two weeks after the, this, it was that they quarantined the dog for two weeks, nonetheless. And then That's like cool. eight days after that, it died. And so it was a 17-year-old dog, though. Probably from the stress of quarantine. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. But so it died. But there's no evidence that it died of any sort of infectious disease. No. And actually, one report, I said that they, they actually did think it was the stress of quarantine, which I'm like, so they killed the dog for no reason. Killed the dog for no reason. But yeah, let's talk about coronaviruses. Um, so let's start with, um, 
Where the hell did the name come from? It's interesting, isn't it? What? Oh, yeah, because on my blog, I actually found a picture of a cat wearing a crown. <laughs> so I put it on there. I, I was like, I'll put that on my blog article. Why not? But, um, but yeah, if you think you're of the, the word. You're a molecular biologist, right? So yeah, well, well you'll, you'll know where the word corona comes from if you think of the word coronation. So um, the, the virus under electron microscopy, they say it looks like a crown. I think some of these virologists just need more to do, I guess, because I don't think, you know, I'm like, I really didn't get crowned. I'm looking at it, but sure, we'll roll we'll, no, we'll yeah. with it. It looks more like a medieval torture device to me. I know, you know I know, crown, like but... the, the ball you put in the end of a chain or something. Yeah, so anyway, I've seen too many gladiator movies, but so, <laughs> that's what it looks like. It does, but, yeah. So anyway, and dogs have their own coronavirus, cats have their own coronavirus, people have coronaviruses. It's not like this is the first time people have ever had a coronavirus. Oh, it's kind of like... It's not the first time we've ever had a flu. There's different flus that go around, but, you know, some are bigger and better than others. So um, I'm curious. I've never used the corona vaccine. There's a, there's a vaccine available for dogs for corona, and it's stupid and it's old school. Now that I've said that, I'm going to ask. Do you, I've never used it. Have you? No. That, that was largely being phased out. Uh, largely, largely. They still make it? Yeah. I think there's some old school vets that still do it. Yeah, well, you know the breeders that administer their own vaccines. Oh yeah, yeah, they so love that. It's the D D H. Wait, it's the D H P P L C, or just with a C in it. it might not have the lepto, but yeah, or right. just a D A P P C. If it's got a C anywhere, right. <laughs> basically that's Corona, which yeah. is dumb. And did you want to explain why it's dumb, or do it me do? Um, it, I mean, my understanding, and I've never actually tested for Corona because I don't think there is a test for it for dogs, but it's, um, it's not worth testing for. <laughs> yeah. So it just causes like transient, very mild, self-limited diarrhea, often unnoticed by the owner. Even it's like, why vaccinate yeah. for that? It's right. Yeah. And, and, and it gets, you don't even need to treat it. Like they get loose stool for a couple of days and move on. And, right. and then you're like, okay. <laughs> so right. yeah, it's. Which is funny because it's coronavirus is such like a non thing in dogs, and here it's like you know shutting down the world and people. Yeah. But um, I actually put put a Facebook post up today, um, moving on to cats, saying you know I think this coronavirus and people is actually proving that we're we're more like cats than we think we are because we always <laughs> joke about that. But if you think about it, so coronavirus in cats causes a horrible, horrible, horrible disease called FIP. And we'll explain all that in a minute. But the the things we have in common is like 90% of cats have coronavirus. Okay. And like 5%, it turns into FIP. Well, if you look at the people, people, now we still don't know, we're still learning more and more, but we're learning that people can can quite commonly have coronavirus and not be symptomatic. In fact, it sounds like most. (laughs) Exactly. And so a lot of us are have it. And then for some reason, then there's this random person who it kills. And it's, It can be the old people, but sometimes it's young people too, and like yeah. other people in the, in the same litter, quote or you know household right. <laughs> are, you know, litter. Uh, I like it. <laughs> can, yeah, can be unaffected, and um, and then and other people it just turns fatal. So I was I, I posted that question in one of the veterinary Facebook groups, and a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, I was thinking the same thing," because it's yeah. just so weird. It, it is like, weird, and you have to wonder. So I mean, the the mechanism, and it's still. There's still some unknown about really truly knowing what goes on there, but oh, guess, nobody knows what the hell's going on with FIP. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so appara- apparently, there is a a variant, uh, a mutation that occurs within the enterocyte. So it affects a type of cell called the enterocyte, which is a cell that lines the mucous membrane of the intestine. And again, most cats don't even get diarrhea from it, but 
in crowded environments, it predisposes to this mutation that can occur within the host that turns deadly. And it sets off this mm-hmm. immune-mediated cascade that there's no treatment for it. They're, they're invariably going to die um, once they're showing clinical signs. Um, and, and, and so that's it's very, it's very, very bizarre. But I did see this one study that proved that um, or at least suggested that you know cats evolved in this sort of solitary creature sort of um, paradigm. And putting them in crowded environments sort of created this mutation. Um, so the catteries, the shelters, and, and, and even cat colonies. Um, and it, this particular study that I, I looked at earlier today showed that for every four cats housed in the same environment within a certain square footage, it actually increased the risk of the FIP variant of coronavirus wow. uh, uh, twofold. That that wow blew my mind. So that five it's so weird how like we'll have one litter of kitten and like one cat will get it and the other four won't. Right, right. That's what's so frustrating about this. There's mm-hmm. no way to predict which cats, which cat, because the virus is in all the cats, and then it'll just randomly decide to mutate in one. Right. For some reason. Right. And now, but and it's guaranteed fatal. But oh, but there, have you heard about the the treatment for FIP that they're trying? Yeah, there's a new experimental one. Well, and um, did you hear ironically what country you have to get it from? No, I didn't. China. China. <laughs> yeah. That, like, that oh, is, how is that going full circle? That's but no, quite ironic. <laughs> it's about ten thousand dollars, and for these injections, and you give these injections like for like oh three months or something. I guess your cat lives long. It's been them three months, but I'm like, okay. But usually when you diagnose FIP, the cat's like kind of dying. Mm-hmm. So by the time you order this crap from China, how long is that going to take to get here? That's not going to be fast, obviously. Right. And so how does the cat even survive long enough to get the stuff? But apparently I read – some people I was talking to, one lady said she's tried it in four cats, two lived, two died. So 50% survival for – Yeah, I mean for $10,000, 50, 50 shots kind of – wow. But anyway, it's interesting though that there's – because it used to be 0%. Like, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? So at least – so there's – I don't know what it is, what voodoo magic it is because I've, I've personally never had a client – Take, I mean, I've, I su- I've suggested to a couple who I'm like, if you're really desperate, and I tell them, and they're like, that sounds, no, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, and do you remember back in the day, I don't know if you were taught this, but I was, and we graduated about two years apart, same school, um, well, same school where I did my clinical year anyway, um, if a cat, you know, was found to have FIP, you know, what do you, what do, you do with that household to prevent it from spreading to another existing cat or introducing a new cat. And it was always, don't introduce a new cat for two months, was the guideline. And uh, get rid of all dishes, you know, litter boxes, anything associated mm-hmm. with that cat that came in contact with, the FIP cat, that is. And now it's completely disproven. You know, there's, well, there's yeah. no benefit to doing that whatsoever. When I was at the Humane Society a few years ago, working there, um, we would tell people two weeks. But, okay. and then, but even then, I'm like, we were like, this is completely arbitrary. It is. It makes no what sense. What magic... Happens at midnight after two weeks. The virus is like, oh, I quit. Okay, you win. You know, right. <laughs> like it's so stupid. So it, it is. It is it, because first off, that mutation happens within the host. Right. It, it needs the and host. The, the virus is everywhere anyway. Everywhere. So correct. So I think the bottom line. What's our takeaway here, Doctor Karen? Our takeaway is your cat or dog or any pet for that matter is not going to give you coronavirus, nor are you going to give it to them. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and and if you hear anybody being stupid, just squelch it and be like, that's crap, and speak up, because I think the word's gotten out pretty well now that mm-hmm. that's crap and people shouldn't be, like, 
you know, dumping their animals or anything. Right. But um, actually, speaking of which, silver lining about this whole thing. I don't know if it's happening in your area. Well, you're in Florida where I got you're like people aren't even like here we're in shelter in place and everything. But a lot of the rescues and shelters in our area did a big push of, hey, you're working from home. Why not foster a dog? And several of the shelters have actually been cleaned out. Oh, that's great. It's awesome. Really cool. But then on the other side of that coin is, okay, so when everybody goes back to work, are we going to have like hundreds of these dogs with separation anxiety because they're, oh, you know, they've yeah. never been left alone ever for like a month. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh, here, hold your pee for eight hours while I go to work. Best of luck to you. Right. And so I'm kind of afraid of what, what that's, or like when people are like, okay, I'm done fostering, back to the shelter you go. And all these dogs, this massive adjustment of they had this wonderful life and then they go back to the shelter so I mean, it sounds great but at the same time i'm like well we need to be planning how we go reintroduce back to whatever normal society is going to be if it ever you know what i mean like sure. that's but i think when that down by you the big push to get people to we, I, I don't know if you guys even close down as much as we are though we're not that clever here in florida if there's a cool <laughs> idea it usually doesn't come out of florida <laughs> <So> <laughs> we're just not savvy <laughs> so, sorry we're always a stupid state that's just the way it is. You know that. <laughs> so, um, no, it sounds like a great idea, though. I, I you know, I, I actually know our our county sheriff pretty well. He's actually quite pro animal, um, which is a refreshing change. So I can reach out to him and see if they're looking to do something like that. Because you know, I'd happily promote something like that. Very, very yeah. cool. Um, I think one thing we should we should bring up though, while we shouldn't fear our pets as far as transmitting the disease, like you said, they can wear it. So social distancing should apply to our pets as well. Like, I don't let the kids in our neighborhood touch my dog. No, just stay away. Um, and and also, you know, vice versa, you shouldn't touch other people's pets, right? So other than that, you're good. Enjoy your pet mm-hmm. while you're socially isolated. Yeah. Well, because um, uh, the University of Illinois Vet School, they're only seeing emergencies now. Okay. And, they, and what they're starting to do, too, either it's Illinois or Missouri, I don't remember which one. There, every pet who comes in gets a decontamination bath, which I thought was interesting because oh. they're worried about pets being what's called a fomite, which is basically a well, getting back wearing you know a vehicle for the virus. So basically, wearing the virus, and even though they can't get it, they could transfer it from one person to another. Multiple studies, multiple experts have shown that fur is a crappy fomite, mm-hmm. and the virus doesn't like to live on fur. And so, I think the decontamination baths are. Oh, honestly, a little bit of overkill because obviously, if it's an emergency of a very sick animal as it is, and the bath might be enough to put it over the edge, you know. Right. So I'm not sure. sure. I, I think that might be a case by case thing. I hope, and it's not universal because I'm like really guys. But um, no, what? Yeah, because we're walking in the in the park, and of course, when it's beautiful weather here, everybody's working from home, so the parks are packed, which I love to see everybody outside, you know, enjoying the weather and everything. Yeah. And I have a dog who's a complete dick. Uh, he's he's 50 pounds he's blind he's a dick like if you walk up to him he will bite he but he's he he bites every he's just a jerk anyway so we're used to having what is now called social distancing used to be (laughs) bite (laughs) so people used to want to come up and pet him because he's cute and fluffy and adorable and now with social distancing we can walk our dog so much easier because we're like (laughs) Yeah, uh, we don't have to yell. He bites before they, you know, run up to him anymore. Right. No one's near us. I'm like, I was talking to my husband. I'm like, the social distancing is awesome when <laughs> you have an aggressive dog. Yeah, so. no, that is, it's it's funny how we're taking some little positives out of this whole experience. <laughs> yeah. I personally, I'm down for not shaking hands with anybody ever again. I think we should maybe all start doing the, 
the Vulcan hand salute, you know, like the live long and prosper. Can you see yeah, my hand? Yeah. Well, <laughs> live long I, and... I, 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 I told you my, my idea never really took off, but my idea was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish people could see that. Do the. Yeah. And point. It's the, yeah. D- double points and a wink. And a, yeah. yeah. And my husband was, I was like, try that with your coworkers. He was like, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I would, I'd, I'd like to, uh, you know, put, uh, we can't predict the future here. Right. So, but I would like to, I would like to present to our listeners an intention to podcast more often since we're going to have a little bit more time on our hands. We say that every time, Roger. I know, I know, but let's, let's, let's try. Let's really try. (laughs) Hey, all it took time. So by the way, folks, this was not planned tonight. I, you know, uh, Dr. Karen and I both put out articles recently on Corona. Mine went out this morning and I thought, what a great topic to podcast about. And actually, well, and who texted you last week and was like, you hey. Did. You did, but I was on vacation. Oh, man. <laughs> no, you, you're, you had the original idea, but I'm like, now it's time. And so I just texted you out of the blue, and next thing you know, we're podcasting. So I'm going to um, definitely pledge to try to do this more. One other thing, I did promise to email listeners that any email uh, addressed on the air, you will receive a free book. Um I, can you believe I almost forgot the name of my book? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm wow. laughing, but I'm kind of laughing at your little bait and switch here of um, if we do, if we talk about your email on the air, you'll get a book, but then we'll never have another podcast again for six months. So. Right. That, that was, that was great. So I haven't even checked the emails. I'm frightened to, but no, if you, if you have emailed, I'm going to, we're going to go through the questions, not for this episode because it's sort of spur of the moment, but for the next episode, we'll absolutely address an email and somebody will be receiving a free book. The book is called a man in the white coat available on Amazon and somebody's due for a free one, just not tonight. Um, any final parting thoughts there, Dr. Karen? No, because like I said, we, we like threw this together and we're totally spontaneous. I'm just glad we got to at least hook up and, yeah, get get the word out about Corona. And I think, I promise you, the next podcast is going to be not about Corona. Oh, no, we're I think done. people are starting to get sick of it. And I'm uh, I'm actually working on doing some different things with my my Facebook page for my practice. I'm probably going to do some Facebook live where people can just like type in questions or something, just something to talk about something that's not Corona. Cause after a while you're like, Oh, that's a heck of a good idea. Yep. I love um, it. Have I done it yet? No. Cause I keep having, you know, other things. Well, let me just tell you, telemedicine, who it is not as easy as it sounds. So I'll talk to you about that after the podcast. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, I know. Not, not, yeah, yeah, it, it, anything that seems so easy on paper is like, oh, I'll get on a computer. I'll do a video chat. It'll be so – I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that. So oh, my definitely. God. Well, yeah, out later because, after, you know, after that, then you have to get get the medicine together and have your tech get the meds. And, and, and yeah, it's just – yeah, it's fun. So yeah. anyway, well, thank you, everybody, for listening to Dr. Roger and I and our – all over the place podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.